You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. I forgot to turn the camera on. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. Very tired. And here we <laughs> Yep. But at least I waxed and curled, right? So. At least you waxed and curled. Ah, well, <laughs> good morning and hello, kids and cubs. Welcome to season three and episode number 140 of The Daily Beaver here on the Cryer Media Network. Today, recording day is Tuesday, June 13th, 2023, and it is a bright sunshine morning here at the Beaver Lodge. And it is also uh, a little bit of a special but wistful day for your eager beaver because it is my beaver mama's birthday but she is no longer with us. Uh, so uh, just have a, have a special thought for, for her. If you if you could spare one today, that would be very nice. Um, I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronounce he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver A. And with me, as always, is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly, looking fine as usual. We like that. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a Tuesday morning uh, nibble for you. And uh, before we do anything else, Mr. Grizzly, how's your mental health today? Well, hey, Mr. Beaver. Uh, mental health today. Um, I'm, I'm feeling a twinge of guilt. Oh, a little twinge of guilt because last night I uh, got home, had some dinner, sat down on the couch, started to read for a little bit and then put a documentary on. There's an Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary on 
Netflix, I think. It's on one of the streaming services. And I started to watch it and dozed off. I don't know what time it was, 7.30, maybe 8 o'clock. And woke up at 10.30 and went to bed and realized I had committed to an ASMR show. I didn't actually get it scheduled in the thing, but I had committed to it. And then I, it's the first time I've missed one I've, you know, that I've planned on doing. And I slept. I just slept right through it. So twinge of guilt this morning. And, uh, uh, you know, life happens. I guess the body was telling me, dude, you need a rest. You're tired. Get some sleep. Mm-hmm. Listen to the body when it tells you what to do. And there's, the older you get, the more you, more you pay attention to that. Because let's face it, um, your body knows better than your uh, thought process does sometimes. Yeah. A uh, similar thing happened to me yesterday. Uh, fell asleep for a nap. I normally can't nap, but I did. Uh, and I did like from 3 to like 6.30. Oh, wake up just in time to get to the theater? <laughs> uh, no, no show yesterday. Oh, Monday's dark nights. Yes, okay. Monday, Monday, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, dark nights, which is well, that's good. Gives you a bit of a breather. Well, I really needed it because the last week yeah. we went every single day. Normally we have a few days yeah. off in a week, but we didn't in the last week. So I was um, very sore, very tired. Um, so and I slept my full night. Well, what is for me a full night? Full night. Right. Uninterrupted as well. So I am uh, feeling the most rested I have been <laughs> in uh, nice. uh, 12 weeks, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, because uh, I think I've, what, say 10, th- 13 of the last 24, 28 hours or so I've slept. Wow. That's a lot. I can't do that. That is very rare. <laughs> if I get six, I'm happy. Well, that's what I normally get. I got my five last night, my five five to six last night, and I got my five to six the previous night, but I also like sandwiched in another three <laughs> somewhere mm. in between. Ooh, boy. Um, yeah. It was a little slower start yesterday evening when I woke up. And I was oh, I can well to imagine. go to bed at my regular time and, you know, fall asleep, but nope, no problem whatsoever. Right set my head down and that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, yeah. listen to the body when it tells you what to do. Yeah. Uh, it knows better than we do. Well, so I want to be very good friends with sleep. It's just not friends with me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Welcome to being old. Thanks. All right. Um, in the news, there is, well, of course, this is the big day south of us, uh, 3 p.m., is that what time it yeah, takes place? 3 p.m. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eastern time because it's in Miami. The Tangerine Tornado Sir uh, fibs a lot. Um. <laughs> well, it's it's. I think it's appropriate that he's going to court in the state of oranges because he's orange. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, now, unfortunately, he is still not being treated like any other criminal. Now. While you could say you could make a case for this for the New York State charges, because, you know, it was tax stuff. Mm. This is, he had national defense documents. And you have to understand, kids, I know we've said it often, but we'll say it again. Their classification is irrelevant because the Espionage Act was written before the classification system came into place. Uh, 
So all that matters for the purposes of the law for this law is that they are national defense documents, regardless of their level of classification. Mm -hmm. Now, he had over 300 documents. They took 31. They've only charged for 31. So these are probably the most open and shut ones. What they call the Goldilocks, things that are not so secret that if they happen to get out in trial, that at least at where we are now, maybe, because who knows how old the information is and how much things have changed since they noticed the documents have been missing. Um, but not so not so secret that they have to keep it secret, but secret enough that they can make it public, but dangerous enough that it shows just how damaging what he was doing mm -hmm. was. So if those are 31 of the 300 documents, maybe some of the documents are of a lower security level, but maybe there are higher Yeah, and that's why they're not we, being we, specifically charged. Because I mean, if we get get if we can get him for up to thirty five years on what he's done now, why release that information? Oh, you know, right? He he he's going up the river either way. But national security documents, and not only national security documents, but as we saw from the photo, right, just left anywhere. So while right now he's only being arraigned for the willful retention right and the moving the documents and the obstruction and all that kind of stuff there's not yet anything for dissemination and if there was selling then that's a whole different thing so which is which is what the the speculation which is, is that's why he had them well i mean why would you have them right but here's well, the i mean thing. there's no reason but here's the thing right he's he's clever but he's not smart so what no why sell the documents when you can just turn Mar-a-Lago into national security information outsider wanting to have library where all you do is pay access to the club and then you just lounge around the ballroom and casually look at documents. <laughs> Why actually buy the documents when you can just come for a stay at the club and have some mimosas and just peruse at your leisure. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got a, I got a thing. I got to read a couple of lines for you here. I think you'll get a kick out of this. It's from Xanderman. Uh, I'm stunned how many Trump supporters are insisting Biden is a dumb president. So just a few questions since questions, since we're talking about the English definition of the word dumb. Did Biden get up in front of the microphone and address the world by mispronouncing the country of Thailand as Thailand? Unlike most sixth graders, Trump didn't understand the H to be silent. Did Biden also mispronounce Yosemite Park in two tries as Yosemites, Yosemite, Yosemite? Did he misspell basic words in dozens of different tweets only to correct them by misspelling them a different way? Did he arrive in Israel from Saudi Arabia and tell the Israelis he just got back from the Middle East? Did he say, I met with the president of the Virgin Islands, completely oblivious to the fact that he himself is actually the president of the U.S. Virgin Islands? Did he suggest dropping nuclear bombs to deter hurricanes? Did he look directly into the sun during a pre-eclipse gathering? Did he hold a press conference in the Four Seasons landscaping parking lot next to a dildo shop because he thought it was the Four Seasons Hotel? And a crematorium. Yes, Yes, hence the expression, caught between a cock and a charred place. Yes. 
Like he's clever, but he's not smart. He's not. His own chief of staff called him an idiot. He was labeled as the dumbest student uh, his university professor ever had. Like his own economic advisor said, he was dumb as shit, an idiot surrounded by clowns. Oh man, oh man. So um, the list goes on. I don't. We don't have time to get through it all. So, right. If any other person had these national security documents, I don't know, Edward Snowden, reality winner, um, mm-hmm. they'd be like up, up against the wall, right? Oh, Turn yes, around, yes, up yes, against yes, the wall, yeah. put your hands behind your back, watch your head, don't be too nice. Isn't that what he said? You don't have to yeah, be so you nice. Know, why, why, why you always put your hand on their head when they let them, let them hit their head getting in the car? Right? He is going to be, of course going in with the Secret Service. I guess that's why they don't feel the need to handcuff him. Anybody else would be in cuff if you willfully retained national defense documents and didn't want to return them after being asked very pretty please three, four times and then being asked to willfully surrender what you have and then having the FBI come in and... You, you oh, moved yeah. boxes before and then moved them from your own lawyers so you could trick them into signing that little piece of paper saying, yeah, yeah, you got everything this time for reals. Even though we said the last four times you had everything for reals. <laughs> well, no, it's... But I, this time really, seriously, seriously, honestly, this time I've given you everything. Totally. You've got everything. Everything I had, you have it all. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, think, and, and then, of course, you know, he does go by, so, guys, how's it going? You got everything? <laughs> you all good? <laughs> right? I mean, brass ones. Freaking brass ones mm-hmm. on this guy. And maybe that's why he, 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 he's, he's afraid when he walks down ramps. It's like the brassness of his balls is just... Pull a Maggie Sim, pull, pull a Maggie Simpson, just <laughs> anyway. Uh, so this guy, anybody else, anybody else would be dead to rights and would be getting the full treatment of the justice system. But he's going in with Secret Service. He's going to be going in through an underground parking lot. Uh, so there'll probably be no visuals because in Washington, in uh, New York, at least you had to see him go into and out of the courthouse. So even though we didn't get a perp walk, that was pretty much the closest we could. Those two or three seconds with the overhead mm-hmm. camera scene and come out of the building and go to his car. Uh, it seems that we're not even going to get that this time. Um, a consortium of media outlets asked that we would be, that they'd be able to take some images from inside the courthouse, as was the case in New York, where we saw them just like, cameras on the hallway forever until we got that like 0.2 second glimpse of him walking in and waiting through a door um there's not even going to be that apparently apparently there's not going to be any still photography anywhere in the courthouse as well because we got the picture of him sitting at the table right to document i think this is to not drum up his you know gin up his his, his, uh, supporters who he keeps saying we'll see you in miami yeah which means he's trying for another january 6th by the sounds of it perhaps they're saying that they don't want to give up anything that all the security arrangements they don't want any to be on photo um Mm -hmm. 
there's but there's also going to be no electronic recording of anything that happens today it seems other than through the court itself so uh journalists in the courtroom were going to be uh, totally analog just paper and pencil so this is way more restrictions than was for the new york tax case oh yes um they're making the media is making a petition that if um this is going to be be the case because they wanted all this access and all of this was denied uh, that the transcripts and the court recordings be made available the very same day without delay because any delay creates a vacuum which will be filled by conspiracy. Mm. So that is uh, being given. Now, the case, because there is a little bit of judge shopping here. Um, Nobody wants to hear this trial. Yeah. Has gone to, no has gone to Eileen Cannon again. Now Judge Eileen Cannon was that person that ran interference on all the access to the documents and got right. all the special master and created all these extra steps. Uh, so people are wondering how she's going to try and throw and edge things to him. Now she got completely overturned. Everything she did got completely overturned. Uh, because it was so terribly bad that judges higher level pretty much overturned. So I, she is being watched. I'm surprised she wasn't disciplined at all for any of this. Now, apparently she mm. had some vague of deniability because she wasn't required to read certain things in the previous one. So she didn't, uh, this time she's not going to have that option. So, so they're cracking down a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, this is pretty much as open and shut as you can get. So, I mean, for her to find a way to... Weasel out of it? Yeah, not well, I don't know. But, I mean, Jack Smith, remember, the special counsel is, you know, war crimes tribunal guy? Yeah. Did, well, didn't he tweet the other day, or tweet, or true social something the other day about how... What's Jack Smith's real name? Real name to you know try and yeah, yeah, try and and, and he was trying to pull a John Stewart yeah, right. But this is not going to happen because no. Jack Smith was never in Washington the entire time Trump did anything. They pulled mm -hmm. him from wherever he was doing war crime stuff and brought him over. He has no links to anyone. You know that unicorn that we're looking for here in Canada? Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. that guy. <laughs> in the United States. So there's absolutely nothing. They can't make enough. He had a past association with Biden. He helped the, the Democrats for the last eight years. He, he was completely somewhere else doing completely other stuff, completely oblivious to what was going on. <laughs> so I'm prosecuting war criminals. Um, I, my plate's kind of full. <laughs> so, uh, but to do that, you have to be meticulous, right? So he's probably charging the minimum that he needs to charge to get the maximum that he can get with stuff that divulges the least amount of information that is damaging. So there's a sweet spot there and they've got it. Oh yeah. Um, you've got Republicans like Carrie Lake and Andy Biggs and even Trump himself starting to pump the violent rhetoric, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. So there will be no images 
there'll be no mug shots, there'll be no handcuffs. He's not being, you know, for all his claims of being treated unfairly, he's getting kid glove treatment, especially considering the severity of these charges. If it was you or I who pulled this stunt, we'd be in, in like cuffs mm-hmm. with a hood over our head. Yep. Literally, that's what they would do to yep. us. Now, uh, some of the candidates, only two of the candidates are really tearing into him, one of them being Chris Christie, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's basically calling this vanity run amok. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. There's no need to put the the country through this whatsoever. Uh, Asa Hutchinson also. Both of them are former prosecutors, however. So they're coming by it a little naturally. But you got the other people like uh, um, the former CEO and um, uh, Ron DeSantis who are pledging to pardon him Mm -hmm. should they become president, which is kind of interesting because if you're proposing to pardon them, aren't you indirectly through this side saying, oh yeah, he's guilty as AF because mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pardon him. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. They won't see it that way though. They'll pivot in whatever direction they can to make themselves look good. I mean, well, I mean, I saw, saw a clip yesterday of a guy in, in Miami. He says, I'm a former uh, DEA agent and we, got to get back to God and Christ and Christians and uh, we're ready to fight. We're armed up and we're ready to go. Just give us the order. I'm like, whoa. Uh, I hope the Secret Service has that guy under surveillance and the FBI because, I mean, it's a cult, right? Mm -hmm. It's a cult. I mean, this this is the most ungodly, unchrist-like man that's ever held that office who they hold up as some sort of I don't know, great religious symbol, but he's not. He's a criminal. He's a liar. He's a shyster. He's a philanderer. He is, uh, what, uh, thrice divorced, uh, cheated on each wife with his future partner. I mean, he raw-dogged a porn star while his wife had just got home from the hospital with their new son. Mm -hmm. And that's no slight against Stormy Daniels because she's awesome. She kicks his ass every time she gets out there. Absolutely. But, you know, they overlook all of that because he's bringing the hatred towards others that they see as inferior to them. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to be the hater, the hater-in-chief, they can raise him up, mm-hmm. which is what they've been doing. Yeah. So uh, there's lots more to say about him, but we don't want to fill the show with that because we've got other stuff and uh, there's going to be in time for a lot of Trump stuff so that we can put it out drip by drip. Oh, yeah. Something else happened yesterday. Uh, we get to say goodbye to someone who is leaving politics. Mm-hmm. Um, would be nice if the guy that was before him would take the same hint. But Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Uh, but Aaron O'Toole officially resigned. And uh, Mr. Grizzly, I believe that you have uh, some clips. I have a clip. Let's, let's, let's go to the tape, shall we? Here we are. Check this out. This is uh, three minutes and 17 seconds of, oh my. There are many challenges facing Canada at this time, but there are also incredible opportunities waiting to be seized. But that is not happening today. Instead of leading, instead of debating our national purpose in this chamber, too many of us are often chasing algorithms 
down a sinkhole of diversion and division. We are becoming elected officials who judge our self-worth by how many likes we get on social media, but now not how many lives we change in the real world. Performance politics is fueling polarization. Virtue signaling is replacing discussion. And far too often, Mr. Speaker, we're just using this chamber to generate clips, not to start national debates. Social media did not build this great country, but it is starting to tear its democracy down. If we're not careful, there will soon be a generation of young voters who have never even heard a point of view different from their own. I fear the ignorance of the views of others will slowly transform into a dislike of others. And we can see that starting to happen, Mr. Speaker. Canada is a frontier country. We were built on the strength of the fur trade, a country where going hunting with your grandfather or an elder is as quintessentially Canadian as the backyard hockey rink. But today, hunters are often demonized as a threat to society by politicians who know that this is not true. Whole rural swaths of our country are being held up as the problem only to secure a few political points in the suburbs. Mr. Speaker, we are a country that sent our citizens far from our shores several times to fight for liberty alongside other countries in multilateral efforts. Canadian diplomats, including a future Prime Minister, have draft the agreements built on that sacrifice to give us decades of peace and security. NATO, the United Nations, the Commonwealth. But today, too often, we're allowing conspiracy theories about the UN or the World Economic Forum go unchallenged, or we attribute sinister motives to these organizations or people in a way that is simply not true or not fair. And if we do this more, we're allowing others to define the debate for us. We risk allowing others to set the course for this country because too many members on all sides of this chamber, from time to time, I've been guilty of it myself, Mr. Speaker. We're becoming followers of our followers when we should be leaders. So let's dig into that for a minute, shall we? So he, he, he laid blame on everybody and did actually accept a little blame for his own, his having his own hand in it, which, okay, Admirable. He burned Pierre to the ground. Burned him to the ground. Uh, I don't like Aaron O'Toole as a politician. I don't know him as a person. But it's literally the, uh, let's pour gasoline on everything and toss the match as I run away from the building, is what he just did. But he did it to the entire parliamentary system. He spread blame on everybody. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, he did accept that he was also a part of the problem. Well, I mean, sure, uh, but he did nothing to stop what's going on. Mm-hmm. He contributed to it. He was pouring gasoline on the fire as well and didn't do anything 
in his position where he could have stepped up many times and called out his own leader and said, hang on a second here. You've gone too far this time. He just sat there in the house and did nothing. So, no, I don't respect the man, but it was nice to see him burn, burn Skippy to the ground on that one with his whole chasing algorithms and, and trying to create clips. And, I mean, we've been saying that for the longest time. That's all that Skippy does. He just wants to get his, his two-second, his nanosecond clips so he can win the nanosecond. So he can put that on Twitter and let it replay nonstop so he can get more likes and get more followers and get more donors. He doesn't care about policy. He doesn't care about people. He only cares about power and money and how he can have both. And he just got burned to the ground for it. Now, what will Aaron O'Toole do now in retirement? I don't know. How long was he a member of parliament for? Long enough to have his gold-plated uh, pension. I don't know if he has a military pension because he, he was only in for, what, 15 years? He didn't... Was it 15 years or, or 10 years? I'm not sure. He, went, he joined the military so he could go to university, right? Is what it was. Right. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. He's admitted he, it. Yeah, yeah. He admitted it. And, and a lot of people have done that. And I'm fine. You, you serve the country. You don't have to make the military your career. A lot of people just go in for a short time period. They want to do their service. They want to get the experience. They want to get that. Hey, you still serve the country. He served the country admirably in the military, I guess. As a politician, less so. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing, and this is why we're saying this. Mr. Bisleff, you put it up. There's this. There's a tweet from Michael Spratt. I think Aaron O'Toole is a smart and decent guy. We are old podcast pals, but there better have been some contrition, self-reflection, and an apology in that speech because... Yep. Porter potty. Yep. This is what I'm saying. When you living to win, and this is not to rub his nose in it, pardon the pun, mm-hmm. um, but when you allow yourself to do that, when you stop playing the long game, this is what happens. Because when you set yourself up at the end, right, he's trying to have this dignified departure. What well, we we remember the veterans' office. Mm-hmm. You were a veteran. We remember this, mm-hmm. and we also remember that if you've had some kind of come to Jesus or seen the light movement, um, ever since you stopped being leader. Until this very moment. You've done nothing. You've been one of these quote-unquote good people who've done nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it, it makes you complicit. I'm sorry, you don't get a cookie for getting a good three-minute clip. No. No, you don't get a pass. And we're not letting you off the hook on this one. See, it's good that you recognized it and called it out, but you've done nothing up till now. And you're leaving the position where you could have influence to do something about it. Can't stand the heat, so he got out of the kitchen. What it boils down to, right? Yep. It's like, you're all a bunch of meanies. I can't stay with you anymore. Okay, but... uh, Well, you know, I wonder... We've noticed that you've had a certain level of endurance. I, I wonder, 
and I do, I do seriously want to, because you know I've been saying I don't think Skippy's going to last through, through the summer, to be honest. I think he'll be gone by September. I could be wrong. Hmm. I don't think I will be, because I think the rumblings within the party are like, this guy's got to go. He's just pushed it way too far for any, and I mean, look, you've got, you have some decent people in that party. The decent people need to speak up more. Michael Chong, Scott Aitchison, they need to stand up against this man because the man, to begin with, is not a leader. He's a tyrant. He's a tyrant. He's, he's, he's that kid on the playground. I'm taking my ball and going home. He's the rich kid on the playground that's a whiny little punk who the minute somebody body checks him into the boards in hockey, he cries. Oh, it's a contact sport, bud. Can't handle it. Get off the ice. Damn. But now they're driving people out. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think that maybe maybe that's the goal. Let's drive out anybody that has any semblance of, of self-respect and self-worth and love for nation so we can get in more of our reform people, more of our PBCC people. Mm-hmm. Because we know there's a campaign campaign by the, the Christian right. Christian right. What a joke of a term that is, Christian. There's no Christian about it. But we know there's that campaign by those folks to get in religious zealots at every level of government. And they start with school boards and then work their way up to municipal and then provincial and federal. And yeah. we keep talking about it because it's real people. And we need to spread the word. People need to know that this could become Gilead if we are not ever vigilant. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they want. Indeed. They want us living in the handmaid's tale. They, uh, how much more time do we have, Mr. Weasley? Uh, about five minutes, sir. We have uh, one more important resignation. Um, and that uh, maybe did not get as much play, but uh, Supreme Court Justice Russell yes. Brown stepped down. Now, we've mentioned him before very briefly because it seemed that while he was on vacation, he is alleged to have engaged in some misconduct, which he was um, (sighs) alleged to have been creepy Mm. while on vacation. Touchy-feely, handsy. Inebriated and creaky, creepy and making um, Mm. people uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, In January, he was accused of touching a woman inappropriately at a hotel bar and following her group back to their room. Whether that was true is unclear. Observers were skeptical of the complainant's social media bragging following the incident, but now it won't ever make it through the review process because he's by he's by the fact he's stepping down. Um, he says that the allegations against him are false and would easily be disproved by his evidence. But um, Brown himself was punched in the head by a man accompanying the women who claimed to be harassed. Mm. So, yeah, if he wasn't creeping, why was there a reason for a punch? We don't know. It leads to a lot of questions. It doesn't seem that there's any, yeah, it doesn't, I don't know if there's any investigation going on where that happened or if everybody's decided to leave it. Um, 
But yeah, that seems to be the end of it because I didn't hear anything on any news reports saying that there's investigations still continuing. Um, there's already some conservative rumblings of uh, Justin Trudeau trying to turn this into a Trudeau court because it seems that Brown may have been... No? Not sure? Hmm? Uh, I was just trying. No, I was. I thought the article said who appointed. I, I was assuming that uh, Justice Russell Brown was appointed by a conservative prime minister, and that they're trying to play this game, trying to inject that U.S. thing again, saying that our Supreme Court. Oh no, we're going to lose a conservative justice or whatnot, and we don't have conservative or liberal justices, or we're not like the United States. No. Um, but they're going to try with that. Um, yeah, Supreme Court Justice. Um, slightly, a slight tarnish, I guess. Stepping down. All right. Um, yeah, that, 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 that didn't make a lot of headlines either. Like it didn't get a lot of play in the news. I was kind of surprised at that when I read the when I read the story. I was like, why isn't this getting more? Should be more widely spoken about, wouldn't one think? Mm-hmm. It really wasn't though. Yeah, I'm just reading some more here. It said, uh, yeah, under the Federal Judges Act, the council had a duty to investigate complaints made against federally appointed judges, but now that he's resigned, the work will stop. Has been on leave for months since reports surfaced that the judge got into some sort of confrontation with patrons at a high-end Scottsdale area resort at the end of January. And, yeah, can't see anything yet. Anyway, I'll do more research and see if there's a in on, on at least on the state side whether or not there's an investigation that was still uh, on the way. It seems to say no crime was determined. Yeah, probably not. Then, all right. Anyway, I'll I'll read more into it because we have to go. Um, but yeah, Mr. Grizzly, do we have a show? We do. I just have one simple comment from David Reevely uh, at David Reevely, R E E V E L Y project i don't know if it's project or project okay but i'm gonna go with project watch all the mp farewell speeches from say the last 20 years and see how perfectly they describe what ails us right as the speakers give up the most power they'll ever have to repair it the point i just made right here's the problem see ya they did nothing to fix anything poured gasoline mm-hmm. on the fire, uh, threw the match, and walked away. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And that's the same thing with the national security stuff, right? A lot mm-hmm. of that testimony that we heard in that committee is indicative that if the liberals didn't do anything, then everybody else did even less because they, at least they created Hensacup and Insira. And <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, we're living in an upside-down world. Kits, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show. We hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Uh, Remember, sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless, so let your peeps know about us. And because democracy is something that you do, please um, throw in some money for Cornerstone Housing for Women uh, to help because it's a good idea to help. 
If you really like this podcast, you can find us on Cryer Media Network, as well as all Beaver Grizzly friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated. And please remember, if you do send something to Cornerstone Housing, please send us a copy of the receipt. Um, you can take out all the personal information. That's okay. Um, but just let us know uh, that you have, because we'd like to try and uh, create a count as much as we can. And uh, I received one uh, yesterday as well, I think, uh, for $40. Oh, okay. yes. Excellent. Thank you. Every penny counts, uh, so we thank love, you very much. Yes. We'd love to hear from you, so please reach us on our Facebook at True North Eager Beaver, on our Twitter feed at True Eager, or by email via TrueNorthEagerBeaver at gmail.com, and you can subscribe to us via our pod page, podpage.com, at the True North Eager Beaver. Thank you so very much. And that little uh, QR code at the bottom of the screen that Miss Grizzly just put up is the way to get there. Um, why not also subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel? Because uh, now we are officially bad boys. We've got yes. web cred now because you're not officially a real political podcast until you've affected someone so much that they want to ban you and successfully <laughs> do get that happen. So, um, yeah. Kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. Take that side. I don't know. <laughs> North side. I'm, old, I'm an old white man. I, I got nothing, man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't I'm think cool, but I got no. I got. Come on, I'm gangbanger. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. We, we we've got cool. We've got cool, but we don't we don't have much swag. Nah. <laughs> um, we can't do this without your kind and generous support. So if you feel we've done a particularly good show, if you're watching, please scan that QR code right by Mr. Grizzly's head. And if you are listening, then where you go to is coffee, spelled ko-fi.com, slash eagerbeaver, all in one word, lowercase letters. And that's where you can make your donation to our emergency hydration fund. Very, very, very important. I could use a promise. Um, <laughs> from the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, until next time to your kids, it can be a tough world out there. So please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, do you have some words of wisdom for us before we go? Put your helmet on, fasten your seatbelt, don't drink and drive, and wear a condom. I got, I got nothing. At the same time? Sure. Why not? <laughs> why not? And practice safe hex. There you go. Okay, if you're you coding. Go. Oh, <laughs> I just got that. A, <laughs> a little thick sometimes. I've only had one cup of coffee, so... I need another. All right. <laughs>
Ah, there you go. Uh, Mr. Grizzly, I also had a couple of things. Well, we have to go, so, right? We'll deal with it tomorrow. We'll deal with it tomorrow. Okay. All right. We'll we'll see you then. Bye, everyone. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.